Welcome to the WDW for Families podcast, a show dedicated to helping you plan your family's vacation to Walt Disney World. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's show. All right, welcome to WDW for Families. We've got Charity here today. Hello. Randy is here with us. Hello. And the lovely Rusty Pettis is with Hello. us. Hello. I was expecting Randy to do like a... Uh, yo, yo, yo. Well, Hello. no, it sounded like a, one of those commercials I would hear on late nights, but... Hello. <laughs> well, what commercials do you listen to at late night? All right. How late are you watching <laughs> these shows? Let's rein this back After the in. kids have gone to sleep. Oh, We're okay. going to have a, uh, a comparative podcast, part two, because we have, uh, we've done Universal versus Disney before, but it, was, it felt like a lifetime ago. And it was one of my least favorite shows we've ever done, but it was one of our most <laughs> downloaded shows we've ever done. And it was we, very well downloaded. Yes. Well, we've got Charity with us tonight, and we've got Randy, who has now been to Universal. And, yes, and, I have. I have an opinion now. Yes, and I have been to Universal again since this uh, time, and and so Rusty has been to Universal several times Season since. Season pass holder. Yes, so we we know a Charity? little bit. Do you have a bunch of Universal experience? Um, no, just just one. Well, that's good so. enough. Yeah, <laughs> way to put it on the spot. <laughs> then we're all experienced. That was kind of enough. Okay, let's. We're going to compare. Oh, we're going to compare Universal and Disney tonight. Uh, let's just answer some questions. We're going to. I don't want to. I think what hampered our other podcast is we just jumped around a lot. Yeah. We're going to go in a specific direction uh, tonight. The first thing we're going to talk about is appropriate age for kids then we'll go with uh the advantages that we think each park has and value and then we'll answer some various questions and that's how we'll lay it out tonight all right is everybody ready to just go on with it let's do it just go on with it let me tell you something about my recent trip yeah tell us something before we start well we stayed at cabana Bay, so we stayed on site and we got a town car to bring us to and from. That way, we were stuck at Universal. We wanted to do Universal completely. Stay on site, do nothing but their parks, and get it out of our system. Um, our girls have How many read. days did it take you to get out of your system? Uh, really, two. Okay. two. Two is enough. Uh, but we were there for four. <laughs> and so we, uh, I know my, my girls uh, have read the Harry Potter books, and uh, Abby was extremely excited to go. Uh, they both were excited to go. And I will say that the Harry Potter section did not disappoint. It was excellent. I really enjoyed the butterbeer um, in all its forms. Hot was my favorite, <laughs> uh, but I enjoyed it in all its forms. And uh, we ate breakfast there. We spent as much time there as we could. Uh, we also saw the rest of the parks. We did get the park hopper so that we could go back and forth. What they don't call park hopper, they call it something else. And uh, They call it park harper. Okay, that's just, what it is. just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, and so that we tried all the other rides. Uh, I will say that uh, there were definitely rides that Beth did not want to ride on, my wife, and uh, there were definitely rides that only Abby and I rode uh, because Ainsley didn't want to go on the Hulk. And so uh, there were definitely bigger rides. That was my overall impression. As I mentioned on a previous podcast, uh, they uh, Universal has become the expert in the screen uh, hydraulic rides. Um, and so I, uh, people have said in general to me before that it tends to be more of a park for boys than for girls, which I agreed with, um, that uh, it, you, know, you can do each park in one day, which I also in general agree with. And they've all said that the Harry Potter stuff is the best part there and uh, the only reason to go. 
and I would agree with that. So those are my overall impressions. Okay. I'm glad we stayed on site. Okay, well, let's, let's just go with the, the, the layout real quick that we talked about. Um, I, what do you think is the perfect age for a kid to go to Universal? Because we, we've talked ad nauseum about perfect age for, for Disney. We've had two podcasts on it. I think we came to the conclusion that it was 7 through 9 as a podcast crew. That was our thought. What do you think about Universal? What's the perfect age for a kid to go to Universal? I, I'm thinking the tweens. I'm okay. thinking definitely older than 7 through 9. Okay. Yeah, I would say 6th, 7th, 8th grade is a good spot to start out at. So, you know, that's what, 12 to 14? is. I, I wouldn't go, I don't even know that 10 is a good spot. I think you've got to cross the 11. Why does it stink for an 8-year-old? One, is going to be your height. Okay. We're going to have a lot more height restrictions there. The rides are going to be a little more intense. So if your kid's not a rider, like some kids love the ride, but there's not a lot of tame rides. Uh, you've got a lot more intense rides that are going to be there. So you're going to have that. And uh, so, I mean, that's, that's the big thing to me. I think you're just not going to enjoy it as much if you're younger. Yeah. What are some of the kid-friendly rides there? I mean, you think about it. Well, I mean, if you want to go really little kids, it's just Seuss Land, basically. And the uh, water park section with the Dudley Dewright Falls and the... Um, I wouldn't even say that's really kid-friendly. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, because it's kind of... Well, well, and then you have the whole. I mean, we we did the animal show where they, yes. you know, these yeah. the animals been in the movie. There's the Fievel Playground and yeah. the Barney show. Is the Barney show even operational? I didn't I've see a show. Barney was out there. Yeah. I begged my girls to go get a picture with him, so we <laughs> put it on Facebook, and they refused. <laughs> Barney sold. Let me just say right here and make this clear that the ET ride is the weirdest thing I have ever seen in my yeah. entire life. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Are though. you kidding me? I enjoyed it. <laughs> that it was fun. You is a little weird. My it wife likes weird. it. I'm just like I don't. This is just weird. It is weird. What makes it weird? The the animatronics in it. Yeah, it's weird. a little cheapy, cheapy. It's a little bit '80s. A little bit. Yeah. It's off the charts it's, weird. It's authentic. It's, it's authentic. <laughs> yeah. It's got some originalness to it. Oh That's my right. goodness! It may be the worst storyline for a ride I've ever seen in my yeah. life. What's funny is like, it's like uh, Six Flags caliber ride yeah. is the deal. It's like the 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 monster plantation from Six yeah. Flags over Georgia with ET dolls in it. What Universal did there's a few rides I would say are that date further on back. ET, uh, what they call now Disaster, Twister, uh, and like oh. that they're not quite what they were. And like Twister, they even took the wind down. Like it, it's like it used to be a really stout wind. Now it's kind of like a gentle breeze. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill Paxton. I mean, come on. Yeah. We've yeah. all moved on. We've all moved on. From Bill Paxton. Yeah. So <laughs> I think the perfect age is going to be, I mean, you tweens, you know, I'm gonna, I'd say 12, I think 13, 14. And it's obviously the park is targeted to that age group. Definitely. Tweens and teens. I mean, the whole. And I'll tell you, if, as you get older, like, I think it's really targeted towards my, your older teens, yeah. As far as the target's going to be sixteen years old to twenty-five year olds, yeah. I think is your sweet spot because mm -hmm. uh, of the clubs. So that the rip roar and like rocket. your kids didn't have a lot of stuff to do, like outside the parks. You no, kind of do no. At city walk, yeah. The city walk's not there. Uh, nothing. It's, it's, it's really geared towards um, your older generation. They have. I'm not opposed to tattoos. Right. That's. I'm all for. Oh. It. If you want to get one, that's fine. But, but not for Disney is not going to have a tattoo shop yeah. at, at Disney Springs. Well, right. Disney's also not going to have a classic monsters 
cafe and like yeah. just I mean there's yeah. a lot of it's more definitely adult more adult stuff themed. at yeah. Universal. Right. Um, I did enjoy the fact that they had the Doc Brown character out with the yes. with the. Uh, I mean, The Simpsons. The Simpsons appeals to tweens. Yes. I mean, that's a and yep. adults. So that was Ainsley's favorite ride. I will say it was. A, oh, it's yeah. a great ride. It's a great okay. Ride. Well, so what does Universal do? We've established that we think tweens and teenagers, and you know, just an older teen is a better age for Universal. What does Universal do better than Disney? The hydraulic screen ride. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's because Disney doesn't do that. Really. Right. Well, Except and Star and, Tours. and I, there, you know, you got Transformers. You've got uh, both. You got the uh, the two Harry Potter rides. You've got uh, Spider Man. Those are all the hydraulic. The mummy. Move you around. Yep, mummy. On these giant screens. And I was impressed by those. I, I thought that they did a great job with it. Um, you know, yeah. it's not. Some of them more smooth than others. The Harry Potter ones were more smooth and. And were certainly better, and those were my favorite rides there. Yeah, I, th I think they do. Um, their theming and the Harry Potter sections are just. There's no comparison. Yeah, it's better than anything. The Harry Potter cool. sections are just from the way they theme the food all the way down to the buildings. Everything they've done, to their merchandise, everything in that Harry Potter section is so far above what Disney has done. Um, now, I, and I'm hoping that Disney's going to play the catch-up game. Well, they finally have a property that, like we've said time and time again, yeah. that's got a mythology. That's yeah. that's a that's a viable part of the yeah. of the world mythology now right. that everybody ad identifies with, yeah. people buy into, and and they're yeah. getting it also as these DreamWorks movies start to build a library right. of yeah. of hits. I mean, Despicable Me and um, uh, Shrek, Shrek and you know some of the other right. has so much more life than Jaws and E.T. Right. Yes, and they they are starting to become rivals with yeah. some of the Disney mythologies. Yeah, yeah. and so well, like The Simpsons has a, it's been around for twenty something years. Well, got and a I don't even following. think that's I think Simpsons is probably something that will fade. I, I might be wrong. I, I might I, be wrong. I think the draw is a smaller group than the draw well, sure. of, a, of a Minions. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. And I think what's going to happen is eventually as they they continue to tear down parts, yeah. that they'll up their game to where the Shrek part of the park looks yeah. like Shrek's world and the Despicable Me part looks like Despicable Me. And they've, they're starting to have franchises that have life. They're really going to... I mean, They've just got a vision right now that is... Yeah. I think what they've got right now is a vision. Yeah, I think they have a clear vision. And like they take advantage of every aspect. So, like you talked about the butterbeer. So, you've got mm -hmm. all these specialty drinks. You've got specialty food that's really themed with those properties. And so, you can go into the ice cream shop at Diagon Alley and you're going to get ice cream flavors that represent the story. You're going to have the candy that represents the story. Their merchandise is so much above They've par. got the huge stinking donut do. from the Simpsons yeah. show. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they, they do. That's one thing I noticed was, you know, whereas at Disney, you go, I come out of the uh, Haunted Mansion, and there's a whole Haunted Mansion now uh, gift, gift shop, gift shop yeah. which I think is great. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like they Disney had kind of went away from that for a while, right. and now they're coming back to it. Yeah. And I think Universal has owned it now with, oh, yeah. the, with the Simpsons area, with... Uh, uh, the Harry Potter land, that that sort of stuff. Right. Back on the butterbeer, for example, um, the the drink itself 
The majority of the drink is dairy-free. The froth they put on top has whey in it. Um, so therefore, Abby can't have the right. topping. So we asked, hey, can you give us the drink without the topping? The answer, no. No, because of it's a specialty drink. It has to be served in that exact way. And regardless of your dietary restriction, they will not serve it any other way. Wow. We had, we had heard before we went that was true and then confirmed it by asking mm -hmm. when we were there. Okay, now so, I will say that's one thing that Disney does do better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but they, they could have very easily not put the topping on. They chose not to. Now, to I'm stick with their theming, I get Yes, that. And, and I'm a little frustrated with it because it affects my family. Definitely. But in general, I think that, that I like the idea. I like, no, we have a level of, of perfection, right. a level of no, environment see, we're creating, and we, we're not going to... I don't think they've got that. that. I think they do that in their Harry Potter land. That's what I'm saying. But Just everywhere else, I think Disney owns Universal in their customer service, in the yep. way they treat yep. people. And I felt, the, I felt the cast member, well, they're not called cast members, the employees oh, were trained time. different. They, they had a different level of service right. in the Harry Potter area than in the rest of the parks. There's a big time just difference between a Universal cast member and a Disney cast member to me mm -hmm. from our experiences. And there's a major difference between um, just how... I know Disney puts the screws to you. I get that. Disney bleeds every dollar they can out of you on certain level. But Universal, like... Does it shamelessly? It's like dirty. Yeah. The way like, Universal you want to get in front of that line, pay yeah, up. Yeah, pay, pay up. up. And you're and gonna not have just to pay a little up. bit. Yeah, we are. Not $60. just a little bit. Oh, it goes on up. Yeah, it's as high as a hundred dollars on some days. And so, yeah. like, <clears throat> and and the way that Disney does their fast pass people, they let a few in, and then they let the regular people in. Few in. Universal lets. If you've got fast, if you've got the fast pass, you walk. I mean, they let everybody they can see for miles ahead of. I mean, if we stood in one line, the rip roaring rocket or whatever it's called, oh. broke down. Okay, so we it started running again. So we ran over there. This was a few weeks ago. We were just there. We ran over. Me and my wife physically ran. We got in there. We're like forty people from the front. We still sat there for 30 minutes <laughs> because they let so many fast pass yeah. people in front well, of us. Well, and we, they said 30 minute wait for us. An hour later, we're getting on the ride. Yes. So that, that was a bothersome thing. And, you know, the problem, I think one of the reasons Disney changed their whole scheduling the fast pass system was they, people would store up their, their uh, rock and roller coaster fast pass until the end of the night or whatever, and then everybody would come. Disney had no control over when those people came to cash in their Fast Pass. And I think that's the same problem Universal has. Whereas if, if, if 100 people come, if 500 people come to cash in their Express Pass all at the same time, right. well, you know, it makes it tough for them to tell you how long the wait's yeah. going to be because yeah. they don't know. I, as much it depends as, how many of those people come in. As much as I don't like Disney's current FastPass system, I like their FastPass system way better than Universal's. Yep. And I think Universal's is almost dirty. If, if, it but, just is, but if you have wrong. a FastPass at Universal, you like it, but you it's, are the king. It's what expensive. I wish they would do with it, especially with the, I, I mean, if you want to sell an unlimited one for $99, I can see that maybe. But like Universal Season Passes, what you do is after 4 o'clock, 
you can ride every ride once with the fast pass. But once you've done it once, you're done. With the if you stay at the hotel or you buy the fast pass, it's unlimited. And if they would just cut down where you can do it once, it would help their flow of traffic. Let's let's talk about that since we're here. Value wise, how much is a Disney ticket compared to a Universal ticket? They're they're pr- I they're think Universal's close. maybe like ten bucks cheaper. Five to ten bucks cheaper. Yeah. yeah, and that won't be for long. Basically, every time Universal's raised the prices, Disney raised theirs, and so they're they're usually right there with it. For your three day. You know, I know you're going to ask me. $190 for three days. Something like that. And for two days, it's the same price. That's how they do theirs. Yeah. And so I think for a standalone one day, it's going to be like $99. If you add the, the what they call the park option, what they call it, it's $139 a day. I will say uh, there was something, you know, it was a little bit, it was a little bit more than a three-day ticket, but they had this, if you paid a little bit more than a three-day, right. you can go as much as you want for 14 days. Right. There was that ticket. And that was interesting. I I did I did yeah. look at it. Um, I'm glad I didn't get it yeah. because I don't know that more than two or three days would have been yeah. enough. Well, you're the value fact, monster. What did you yeah. do? I went to uh, the what's the tourist something dot com uh, website. I know what you're talking about yeah. Yep. Uh, I'll I'll look up where my where I got my tickets. But um, still I, has the frog icon. Yeah, the little frog icon. I ordered that in advance. Uh, they mailed it to me. I brought my tickets with me. It saved me a few dollars, then painted at the gate. Right. How much was it? Oh, man. Saved you how many dollars? It was seven hundred and fifty dollars for four of us. So it was a little, you know, taxes and all, shipping. It was a little less than two hundred dollars a pop. Right. So taxes and all, we're probably one eighty a piece, yeah. one eighty five for a four day ticket. For a three day ticket. Three day ticket. Okay. And and we stayed on site at Cabana Bay, which is what they call their value, which is uh, in, priced in between Disney's value and moderate. Um, so I think we paid like $175 a night, got 20% off by going to cheaptickets.com and putting in a code. So that's how I got my room. Uh, I looked at the nicer ones, the, you know, the Hard Rock Cafe Hotel and, and the others that are there. And I just couldn't, I couldn't justify the price. Uh, they're priced like a, um, a beach club or a boardwalk would be, you know, three fifty to four hundred dollars a night, something like that. And I don't know a, the system well enough at Universal to know how to get a sub- substantial discount. Okay, at val- Disney I can stay at those and pay half price. Value wise, who would you give the advantage to then? Again, because I know the system at Disney, then it's a much better value for me at Disney. I think it's a better value at Disney, mainly because of the fast pass, mainly because of that, and there's not enough to do. Mainly because if you're getting a fast pass at Universal, you're paying an extra sixty to a hundred dollars. So your ticket goes from per day. Per day. Yeah. Now if you person, stay at the hotel, it goes from one hundred thirty dollars to one hundred ninety dollars. Yeah. Now I did. We did run into people in line who said they spent one night at the fancy hotel. They they lived or visited a family member local and stayed local, but they had one night in the hotel so that they could get the express pass. And five of them fit in a room, and so it would have cost them three hundred dollars to, to uh, you know, to pay sixty bucks ahead times five, or they could just get a room for three hundred bucks. They went ahead and got the room, spent some time at the pool, that sort of thing, and the next day went to uh, the parks. Okay, uh, what would you say Universal would have to do? Okay, first of all, would you? We've all been to Universal. We've all been to Disney. Universal or Disney? Uh, my girls say Disney, and I agree. Oh yeah, Disney by far. Disney. Okay, and I, I would agree with that. 
at, I think my boys in a couple of years might say Universal. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're still Disney. But uh, what would Universal have to do to to tip the scales to them for your family? I think they're going to have to have a more family-friendly ride. There's not enough for kids to do. Um, I'll just give you a really good example. It's going to be like in Diagon Alley. Okay, so we have Gringotts, amazing ride. We can get on the train, which anybody can do, but that's it. And so you have that. It's a big space, and they didn't put in anything that a kid can do. And so Diagon Alley is awesome for older kids, but if you're a little kid and you love Harry Potter, you can't do anything. The girls like the wand there. Yeah, well, you can do the wands, but you got to pay I, seventy bucks for the wand. Yep. No, it's it's only forty. It's fifty. Some of the some well, of the taxes 40. and all. No, the the wand that's not interactive is forty nine dollars, no, and the interactive no, is no, 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 no. My girls, two wands that were interactive, taxes and all, was one hundred and two dollars. Because oh, I've got something man. to report. Well, they went down since we were there. Uh, so. Since our last <laughs> Harry Potter podcast, yeah. which Harry uh, Potter podcast. Yeah, we did a Harry Potter okay. podcast yeah, yeah. talking about Harry Potter world. Um, I talked about the Wizard Wand show. I was picked last time. Oh. What's the Wizard Wand yeah, I went wand to the show. Wand show at Ollivander's. Oh, it, yeah. And just, uh, yeah, the girls I, were I was the chosen one. Our, our girls be- were picked. Because I was in a group full of my people, I had I felt pressured to buy the wand. Oh, you so don't have to. It was a $40 <laughs> tax for being picked. There you go. The one I got was like $45. Yeah, I must have got a look. I don't know, but I got one. It was interactive. I did a couple of spells, and that was that. There you go. But I, but I remember on that podcast, I was like, I want to be picked. I was really, I was like, I'll have to be the only one there to get picked. I've always, but I, I got picked. I guess it was my long hair. Well, the girls got picked. They were the only ones. uh, They're only children of the age to interact well, right, with the storyteller, Uh, and so they have one with a uh, unicorn hair that. You know, that runs through oh, both. Oh, well, a unicorn here. Yes. Well, where did he find that? Magical, I don't know. But, you know, then they the girls were given a $50 gift card from Grandma that they could spend on anything they wanted. And this was like the second store we had been to within the, you know, this is the first hour we've been at, at Universal. And, you know, they get picked. Well, I don't know what that means, right? I know we've talked about it, but I didn't understand. Yeah. And so the whole thing is over. And then we, uh, you know, they want to buy this wand. <laughs> and I'm like, well, there goes grandma's money. It's gone. <laughs> and so first well, then hour, you, then first day. Then you've got day. the things to interact with there. Yeah, if you want to carry that around all day. Yeah. Sure. It's, Do it's they get the robes? It's a wand. It's not yeah. like a big deal. It's a $50 piece of stick that they're, <laughs> that they're in charge of. But Do, they, do, they, get, do they get robes? No. Okay. That, no, they, grandma's no. money was gone. Daddy's money doesn't buy robes. Okay. There we go. Yeah, well, I, they need a. Gr- they. I'm telling you this, and I was thinking about how this would happen today. They need a place where you can walk in, whether it's a part of the castle or whatever, where you can have the Sorting Hat experience, where you can yeah, walk in and you look out and there's a video screen of all the kids watching you, and they say your name and the Sorting Hat talks to you and it says Gryffindor, and then you walk out and get like a little certificate and you walk out. That would be awesome. Anyways. That would be good. An hour uh, well, and a half, wait. And to get to the original question, um, what, you know, what, question? what could, <laughs> well, what, what, what could Universal do? What should oh, they do okay. yeah. to, you know, try to reach that Disney level? Because we've all agreed that Disney mm-hmm. is a better um, and, and a, just a whole different thing. Um, for me, I think 
beyond a ride or two for kids. I think I think they need a third park. I don't think two is ever going to compete. And I think they really need to have like, you know, the Magic Kingdom is really kid focused. I mean, we all love it because of the theming, but it's really like if you have small kids, you know, you can do two days at the Magic Kingdom easy. You're not going to do it all. Right. I, I think they need a third park and it really needs to, instead of being thrill ride focused, be younger kid focused. I mean, that's where they can take a Shrek property and build around mm-hmm. to where you, because you have, basically you have all the story lane characters right. anyway. Right. The, then they have all the fairy tale creatures, right. so you have all the different fairy tales. No, it's coming. I mean, I, I have I have heard rumors. Have you not heard? They them? don't have rumors. I I don't pay attention to their they rumors don't have room. because well, I don't hear any. I, I looked at their map yeah. while I was there, and there is they are going to build another hotel. They're going to move uh, uh, Wet Wild. They're going to rename it and move it to another part. And then unless they tear down Wet n' Wild, which they, I'm sure they will, but that, that Wet n' Wild is their only square footage left. Well, where are they building the new water park? Because they've already got the... That's next to Cabana Bay. So they could, in theory, then scrap Wet n' Wild Wet for and a Wild new section. Wet n' Wild and build a new section. That's going to be their only spot left, no. and they'll be uh, out of land. They have got Nintendo Land coming. And they they made the big announcement about it, and it's oh. going to be a big well, deal. It's not, yeah, it's going to be a section. They've made an announcement? Yes. Yeah. They, They've got a section for Nintendo. I don't know what it's going to look like yet. But is, is it a whole new theme park? But I know. I think it's a part of their existing stuff, no. but that's only going to add to it. And that, to no. me, that's what they need to do. Yeah. They need to capitalize on these mythologies yeah. that kids buy into. Well, in the past. And Nintendo is a big one. The whole section back there with the Curious George splash pad and the, where Barney's at, yeah. that's been on the the rumor block as being replaced with something. And I'm if they... Take that out and put in Nintendo stuff. You've got a generational pool. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, you got a lot. They're going to go mm-hmm. Zelda and Mario. Well, our big yeah. thing, you know, as Beth and I talked about it, was well, what is Universal missing? What do they need to do to get up to Disney? And we came back to, Beth kept saying the magic. They just don't have the magic. And I'm saying, you got to say, you got to give me more than that. You can't just say magic. I don't know what that means. And uh, that they've got the magic in Harry Potter. Yeah. They don't have it everywhere else. That's what There's I'm saying. Not, I mean, I, while I think Men in Black is neat, yeah. I'm not, not emotionally connected to Men in Black. It doesn't have the American mythology to it. That's what I keep saying. And I, I don't mean to beat the dead horse. I mean, I don't want to be that guy. But I'm telling you that there are things that resonate with culture, with pop culture, that are going to be around for a long time. Men in Black's not it. Transformers, as much as it could have been, is not it. Uh there are some and it's Avatar just a warehouse too. Yeah, and Ava- <laughs> Avatar is not it. Sorry, Disney, but that—that's what they've got. They've got these properties that they can exploit and make it more trendy, more cool. And if they just develop around, I mean, think of all those DreamWorks movies that are huge now. I mean, there's—it's more than just Shrek and Despicable Me. I mean, I just can't think of some of them at the right. top of my head. I mean, you're talking uh, Good Night or the Lorax or. Some of the Seuss ones that have come out, some of the, uh, there are more, and they're going to keep cranking those out. Uh, the 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 the, the Hotel Transylvania, they're going to keep cranking these things out, and they're eventually going to build a catalog that is very competitive with Disney. As long as they do keep doing this all inclusive atmosphere, 
that's one thing that they can do. The other is they could improve their customer service and mm-hmm. stop cheapening things. Stop. For every awesome thing they've got, they've got this ridiculous thing. You know, like the lockers or the... the oh, the lockers are just the pe- the, horrible. The, the lack of... Uh, it's just the lack of... The magic that Beth's talking about, I think, is the you never know what could happen to you here. No, like, no, that's she, what she's I think. talking about the, the story. She's talking about the excitement that I see in my kids' eyes because they get to experience something right. that they've only dreamed about. Right. That happens in Harry Potter. It doesn't happen in Simpsons. Yeah. It doesn't happen. But it, and it does happen, though, in Peter Pan. It does happen in... In Pirates of the Caribbean, well, Disney's even if they had, yeah. even they didn't know they were going to love Pirates of the Caribbean, you go there and there's a story that's told that br- that brings you in. Well, it's not like maybe that your kids. One thing Universal is still building up, and it, like I don't know what they're going to do with Skull Island. Uh, I think that's going to be something that as you get older, Universal still demographic is not your daughters, right? They're no, too not. young, yep. And so as time too goes on, too much. Early. And even like with Transformers, it's a warehouse building. And I get why in one way. Yeah. But a lot of their buildings, even just because me, it's just they just have a building and then and you expensive. go inside and you get yep. somewhere. Yep. And so there's not a Yeah, there's just, there's not a land that you walk they into. They need to work on that. And so what you have is you have the Harry Potter sections are a land. Even Simpsons is its own land. Everything else is a building. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You know, they have kind of New York, San well, Francisco. It, Islands yeah. of Adventure when it first came out was awesome. Yeah, I mean wh- that was jaw dropping yeah. when you saw the the old uh, the old cue to the to, to the dragons. That was jaw dropping. Yeah, and um, they had some things. That Atlantis cue is cool. The Sinbad area outside oh. is cool. It, that's that's I, that's where I've started to think about this whole. I'm okay, I'm starting to understand what Beth's talking about with magic because I went to this uh, Atlantis thing. That the that the whole area is just amazing. It is amazing. Amazing. You go into the show yeah. and it's like, what the heck is this? Yeah, like the awful. show is terrible. <laughs> yeah, and this the is show awful. It better become a Voldemort Harry Potter show. That is such an easy fix. Yeah. For that to be a Harry you Potter. You gotta do Voldemort something thing. because and but once again, once you go inside the whole space, think about what you've got. You've got two really bad you got Poseidon, which is awful. And you got Sinbad. Well, the Poseidon is that Atlantis thing. Yeah, the Atlantis thing. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we didn't make Sinbad. That was one thing we missed. Oh, you were blessed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know, we put, I think we're a lot more forgiving of Disney's mistakes too, yeah. than we are that, that could be true. Because Disney's got some clunkers. I mean, we've, got, we've talked about Ellen. We've talked about, you know, pretty much yeah. every attraction at Country the Bear, World yeah. Showcase aside from, from, uh, from the Grand Fiesta or whatever. Uh, there, Disney's got some clunkers. They, I mean, Disney's got some yeah. all-stars, too, like Country Bears. But, they, you know, they've got the, the clunker ride here and there. And I think we look past it. Let's get back on track here. We've kind of gotten a – started beating a dead horse, I think. Uh, what does Disney need to do to make keep it ahead of Universal? I, I think they need to start up in their ante and spending money on rides like they're doing, like, yeah. like they finally seem to be doing – We'll see what they come up with on Star Wars and a Star Wars area. Yeah. Why is yeah. Tom Sawyer Island still Tom Sawyer Island and not Neverland? You yes. Know, or, or something all-inclusive like that. Although I love Tom Sawyer Island and I yeah. love that it's still Tom Sawyer Island. If they made that Neverland, oh, my yeah. goodness, that would be unbelievable. I, I think Disney's got to the, the Adventureland theme. Oh, sure yeah. Sure it would. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. It, well, it's not in Adventureland, but no. I'm sure it could fit. Frontierland. Yeah. It's in Frontierland. Frontierland. But, but it could still get in there. I think that uh, they've got to go all of They've got to have a totally immersive experience like you do in Diagon Alley. We'll see what they come up with. And, and we've said this before in another podcast. They've got to... They've got to come up with new ride technology to where I'm not getting the same technology. In a I'll tell you form. what they need to exploit is their new audio animatronics like they used oh, yeah. at the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. They've just got to do more with that. Yeah. That's a great technology. The dark ride element of that ride is fabulous. I, the screen thing to me is a little played out at Universal. I get oh, a little, yeah. I get yeah. a little tired of that yeah. eventually. Okay, so. Right, and, and the people that get sick on those. Oh yeah. yeah, that knocks out half your pi- well, half your park. I think experience. the mummy is a good variation of how to do a fun ride that has some screen elements, but not overly done. What yes. the, mummy. the mummy? Oh, I the agree. mummy is their best ride to yeah. me. The mummy is just a good blend of it all. Yeah, it's a good quality. I would yeah. say okay, but and the thing about the mummy is, is that once again, it's a it's a mythology that is not a, that's not a time that's not going to be it's relevant not it's not even relevant now well but if, but if, you, if you take away the if you take away the connection to the movie they need to take away the then to the movie. it's it's timeless yes there's always some movie about mummies out there's always what? some <laughs> living of you know the, <laughs> no, the, 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 the living zombies, dead yes zombies mummies, no well you know if, if they if they stick with that they're fine when they yeah. connect it to the movie the i mummy, do like the end of the ro- the end where you think it's the end spoiler alert that right. that is cool. Yes. All right. So, uh, for families, um, just last parting shot. Um, would you? What kind of family goes to Universal over Disney? Fam- family with you know with boys that has been there, done that to Disney, and needs a new experience. Yep. Here, yeah. Yep. Here's, here's the thing Harry Potter want. lovers. Yeah, Harry Potter fans. I, I think, think my family is that family. Now, Amanda and I are so much Disney people, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but I, our boys right. are ready for Universal. I'll tell you what you will not see it at Universal. You will not see grandmas. Look around. You'll Shocked. F- see, you'll see a little bit. Not many at all. Shocked. Yeah. At, at no, the, the, the little scooters. No, none. Hardly none. All. And that's why I t- when we had to go in, Dana had to use one when she tore her muscles. Um, yeah, no, no scooters. You don't see strollers anywhere in the parks. Nope. Uh, so you know that you got the – there's two demographics. They're not even trying to – children, young kids, and grandmas are not going to be there. Uh, so that's definitely not the demographic for it. The only strollers you've got is the little sisters of the older brothers. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the only strollers you've that's got. That's right. I uh, – there was a high quotient of drunk people when we went in. Ju- it was really wild how many people oh. were inebriated. And in. we were there late July in the middle of the afternoon, and uh, it was interesting. Not that not that I was looking yeah, down on anybody. It, I was just surprised at wow. There's a lot of people. It's surprising the, the fact that they have to have rules like at certain times of the year where you can't bring beverages in because yeah. You know, because they have so much of a problem with alcohol. In the yeah, they had had like a couple of times where they they wouldn't let you bring in a bottle of water. You had to pour the water out. You could carry your bottle in because of that, which was yeah. kind of unusual. Because they're afraid it's vodka? Yes. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty clueless. All right. Well, let's, let's break out of here. It's okay. been a good podcast. I think hopefully that's been informative to people who are trying to learn about Universal since they don't know a lot about it. Uh, so... 
All right, Rusty. Shoot us an email at podcast at wdwforfamilies.com or give us a shout out on Twitter or on Facebook. All right. Well, you're never too old to wish upon a star. Thank you for downloading today's show. Be sure to visit our website, wdwforfamilies.com. If you have a comment, question, or need help planning your trip to Disney, call us at 877-WDW4FAM or email us at podcast at wdwforfamilies.com. 